You are listening to the Julie Parker Practice Success Podcast, where you discover management insights and strategies for a successful dental practice. There are also interviews with key people in the industry who have advice and services to help you and your team achieve great success. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode. You may hear throughout this episode a dog and a parrot in the background, and that is because Charles and I are pet sitting for his beautiful daughter, Beck. She's moving house, and there's a two-week period where she's between homes, and we needed to look after those glorious animals of hers. And so they're here. I've put them in other rooms, but you may be able to hear them squawk or bark in the background. So hopefully it won't be too much of a distraction. So let's get started with today. And today I thought I would talk about the value of the morning huddle and how to do a morning huddle. And I've got some help for you as well that will help you get started if you don't already do them. Some practices do them and love them. Some practices do them and don't really see the true value of them. Some practices have given them a bell in the past but haven't seen the value and so don't continue on with them. And some practices, it's a whole brand new concept and you haven't actually heard of them before. So let me go through the way I suggest you use a morning huddle and the topics to cover within the morning huddle and the kind of value that I think it brings to your working team and your working day. So first of all, for people who are not aware of what is involved in a morning huddle, it is designed to be a very short, snappy meeting. It starts at the very start of the day and it goes through what's going on for the day so everyone is very well prepared for what's coming up and you are trying to identify hiccups throughout the day before they actually happen so we can work in a more efficient and productive and happy way. You can use various templates. I've certainly got a template within my website, julieparkerpracticesuccess.com. Just go to the free resources area and you'll see the morning huddle template that I use. But many different practices have their own way of doing it. It's a little bit different for each practice and you do customize it to what you are particularly doing. But let me run through the morning huddle template that I use and that I suggest using uh, because with the number of practices that I have worked within, it does seem to work quite well. Now, with the morning huddle, I always suggest that dental teams turn up to work at least one half hour before the first patient. That will give everyone the chance to set up reception, address the answering machine, address any emails that have come through. It allows the dental team to set up their surgery, set up the stereo room, do the burying, helix testing and all the rest of it. You've got the first 15 minutes to set up your working environment and then 15 minutes prior to the first patient arriving is when the morning huddle starts. And it really does put structure to the morning so everyone turns up on time. They must turn up to the morning huddle on time as well. Let's just say the first patient is going to arrive at 8.30. So everyone turns up to work at 8 o'clock. They've got 15 minutes to set everything up and then 8.15 on the dot 
is when the morning huddle starts. And so if everyone doesn't gather in the room at the right time, someone yells out, morning huddle time, come on in, and then you start it, whether people are there or not. You've got to go through a period of adjustment. Allow people the time to implement this new thing. Whenever we implement a new thing, Team members don't know how important and how urgent this new thing is. And it's only through the reminders of it, accountability to it, that we are gradually letting people know this is an important system we want to stick to. And so if you say on Monday morning, that's it, we're going to start doing morning huddles. Everyone, morning huddle tomorrow morning at 8.15. And if all your team don't jump into place at 8.15 in the morning, you go, what? Gosh, it's so hard to implement anything in this practice. Why do I even try? <laughs> that's not the way it goes. So you say on Monday, that's it. We're going to start organizing morning huddles every morning. What that means is for us all to have the, 15, the first 15 minutes to set up our areas of work and then 15 minutes prior to the first patient. So at 8.15, I want everybody in the staff room or the office room or in whichever surgery you're going to be doing the morning huddles in, I want everyone in there and we're going to start doing this morning huddle. And then the following morning, people aren't going to be arriving there right on time. Allow that. Make sure that you, though, the leader of the organization or the manager of that practice, make sure you're there, all ready to go. You have to lead by example. And then the next morning, you're there, snappy, 8.15, again, ready to lead by example. And it's through doing that every morning that the team members will then get, ah, this is something that's going to be implemented. This is really important. And over time, they will start to turn up right on time and behave in the way that you've been leading them to behave within the morning huddle. So no mobile phones, no making coffees and all the rest of it. We're all sitting there paying attention at 8.15 to that morning huddle. It won't take months. It won't take weeks. It will just take a series of days of commitment to actually get everyone aligning their behavior with the new way of doing things in the morning. I always do suggest that team members turn up half an hour beforehand. What turning up just prior to the first patient means that if the minute there's a bad bit of traffic, the minute the weather's bad, the minute you wake up just that little bit late, all of a sudden you are going to be late getting that first patient in. Ideally, you want the first patient of the day to turn up, lights are on, it's nice and warm, cosy, the music's already on, everything is ready to go rather than watching people scurry about trying to get all the lights on while that first patient's sitting there in the waiting room. We want to look like that we are ready to see them. And so that's the first challenge is getting people to turn up on time and behave appropriately for that morning huddle. The morning huddle is nice and short and snappy, 15 minutes. And so that's why we do need to be very timely in starting it. We also have to be super timely at finishing it as well. I'm a big believer in starting that first patient off right on time. The last thing you want as a patient is to be sitting there in the waiting room hearing all the chitter chatter in another room so they could see you on time, but they're not seeing you on time. And so we do want to make sure that we start that morning huddle snappy, but we end it snappy as well. So we need to really make sure that everyone's paying attention. If within that 15 minute, everyone is getting their coffees, heating up their porridge <laughs> for breakfast and 
trying to get all the messages from the message machine, trying to get the sign out to the street, then that 15 minutes is not going to be used effectively. That full 15 minutes needs to be used for the huddle itself. So what do we do in the huddle? First of all, we want to move through the previous day and anything that we need to follow up on that. The classic thing is, are there any TLC phone calls to make from extraction patients that were seen the day before, toothache patients that were seen the day before, maybe new patients, you may do a follow-up phone call to make sure they had a positive experience at your practice. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing for a patient to get a follow-up call. And let me tell you, the TLC phone calls are usually done by the dental receptionist and that is wonderful because having that call is a very positive thing but I tell you a lot of the things that I talk about is how can we put bells and whistles on things so we are going above and beyond and one of the things you can do is have the dentist themselves do that TLC phone call it takes just seconds it also is very useful from the perspective of if the receptionist does the TLC phone call, quite often the patient may say, I'm still experiencing extraordinary pain or I still kept bleeding into the night or I think the stitch is falling away. All these little things, the receptionist then has to hang up the phone, go to the dentist, have a chat with them, come back, ring the patient back and provide them with the follow-up information. And so it's actually more efficient as well for the dentist themselves to be doing a TLC phone call. It doesn't take that long at all. And I tell you, the practices that do put this into place, the patients are so impressed that the dentist themselves is the one that's calling as the follow-up. It is worth its weight in gold. So if you're trying to put bells and whistles on that particular system within your practice, see if you can arrange it so the dentist themselves is the one performing that TLC phone call if it was an extraction or a toothache, for example. What else do we want to follow up from the previous day? A big one was yesterday's lab work sent off or was it picked up by the courier? That's a big one. Gosh, lab work, I've got so many traumatic memories from working in dental practices in the past where lab work is still sitting around in the fridge a couple of days after, not being noticed, going, oh, my God, those impressions have all distorted. What am I going to do now? Or you've got lab work that you are expecting to come in and it's just not there. The patient turns up sitting in the waiting room and you go, oh my God, there's no lab work. Where's the closest clip? I just want to jump off. So lab work creates such tension. Of course, you've got to throw the lab work into the morning huddle. So was yesterday's lab work sent off? Two questions that I love asking in the morning huddle about the previous day because I think it's wildly helpful is... Number one, what went right yesterday? Now, what went right yesterday is a wonderful opportunity to acknowledge great performance, incidental performance, that would not normally be acknowledged, such as what went right yesterday? Well, we started to run really late and the receptionist came in and said, do you want me to ring the next couple of patients and let them know that you'll be running a little bit late? That was super helpful because we were in the middle of a procedure that I could not get my hands ungloved to be able to send you through a message and I couldn't leave the surgery to come down and have a word with you. Receptionist, that was really helpful. Thank you. Now, when you do that, what's that receptionist? What's the message that she's getting? Do that again. 
reward the behavior you want repeated. That was really helpful. She may have just thought, I hope they didn't find that a hassle when I went in and did that. It's because you said it to her, that was super helpful. She's now going to start to incorporate that into her working day, into what she does. Because most of us do turn up wanting to do the good things for each other, wanting to help each other through the days. That's what helps us be part of a team and be like we care for each other. So that's an example of what went right. Another one of what went right could be Dr. Daniel had a patient come in and it had the potential of being a really upsetting an appointment time for that patient. They came in angry about what happened last time. But Dr. Daniel, you did so beautifully to calm that person down. You really listened to what he had to complain about. And I really felt like that patient felt heard. So I think that was something that went really right yesterday. Well done. Another one could be the receptionist mentioning that a patient said, that a new patient said what a wonderful practice it was when they turned up to their appointment time yesterday and they're so thrilled that they found us. That's something that went really well yesterday. That's something that went right yesterday. So that's a great question to ask in the morning huddle. The second great question to ask in the morning huddle is what could have been improved upon? Huh? That's a great one. What could have been improved upon yesterday? Okay, well, we got our morning huddle off to a late start because we're still getting used to it. <laughs> so it would have got a bit more smoothly if everyone was here right on 8.15 ready to start the morning huddle. So that could have been improved upon. What about, oh, Dr. Daniel saw a patient yesterday that had a few complaints and I think the management of it wasn't great by all of us because the patient still left angry. So maybe in the future we can have a little chat about how to manage people who are upset because I think that's an area that we can improve upon. What about you had a patient waiting for 45 minutes for their appointment time because you were running so late. That could have been improved upon yesterday. How can we better manage time in the surgery? What else could have been done that would have really helped us either run to time or let the receptionist know so they can inform the patient what's going on? That's an area that we could have improved upon yesterday. So because we don't have an enormous amount of time in a morning huddle, just those 15 minutes, it is a tremendous time to raise little things throughout the day. Asking those couple of questions in the morning huddle is such a beautiful opportunity because there's not a huge amount of time to go into long editorials, big long stories about what went right and what could have been improved upon. Some changes don't occur within dental practices because the issue doesn't seem big enough to mention straight away and then it gets forgotten or dropped until the next time that thing happens and you think, gosh, we really do need to do something about that. But then who wants to bring it up? And then there's a whole bunch of stories and reasons why things happened the way they did. Having it done in this way in the morning huddle keeps it short, succinct, and the important thing is that it gets raised. We always want to continually Focus on the things that are going well, which is why we ask the question, what went right? But we always need to identify the areas that we can improve upon because we want to be working in practices that are just getting better and better and better. So that's the first section of the morning huddle done. There's five sections in total. That's the first section. Previous day follow-up, TLC phone calls. Was yesterday's work, lab work sent off? what went right and what 
could have been improved. Second section is requirements for the day today. And this is where the dentist is in charge of their appointment book. <clears throat> we go through each of the dentist's appointment books. So dentist number one, go to your appointment book, go through every single patient that's coming in on the day, and let's clarify what treatment are we getting done today? Is it what's listed on the appointment itself? Sometimes patients say, I know I had a filling to do, but I've actually broken a tooth now. <laughs> We've got to stray off the treatment plan. Other times it could be booked in for a cram, but they've changed their mind. They've booked in for a large filling instead. And so quite often the receptionist may give a bit of feedback about these sort of communications that may have gone on. So go through patient by patient, making sure everyone agrees this is the plan. This is what we're setting up the surgery for so, so the nurses can organise themselves. They know what local anaesthetic is likely to be used. They know whether to get a matrix band out or not. If it's a root canal, is it first, second, third stage? If the patient's going to be possibly referred, they can prepare the referral pad. So go through each of the patients and identify what each of those patients needs. Another element of the requirements for today is identifying times throughout the day which may become time costly to you. An example is a missing OPG. And you find out about that when the patient is in the chair. <laughs> Where's the OPG? Has it been downloaded? Can you go to the receptionist, get them to find the digital file, load it up to the patient file? But the receptionist is on the phone right now, so you scribble her a note, hoping she gets the level of importance and urgency to get it down right now because the patient's in the chair. It's all too late then. It's going to be costly in terms of time and productivity. So let's, at the start of the day, determine is everyone's information loaded up in their patient file that we need for that treatment today? Are all the OPGs loaded up? Was I expecting correspondence from an oral surgeon or from an orthodontist telling me which teeth were to be extracted for their orthodontic process? We want all of that information either loaded up on the patient file or identify that we need to have that happen so the receptionist at the very start of the day can start doing those follow-ups, making sure that by the time the patient is in the chair, everything is set, ready to go. Of course, I'm going to call back to, is the lab work in? Finding out the lab work's not in too late is a terrible, terrible thing. At least if you find out at the very start of the day, if it's not there, we can always ring the lab and figure out what's going on. If for whatever reason under the sun, that lab work isn't going to be there on time, we have got the chance to give the patient plenty of notice to make another booking for them. And so, of course, that is a key question for the section of the morning huddle, which is about the requirements for today. Is all the lab work in? Next question, are any patients requiring antibiotic cover prior to getting their cleaning done, their filling done, their extraction done? Again, I've seen this often in the past where the patient comes in, sits in the chair, the dentist says, and you've taken your antibiotics today? Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Let's abandon the appointment time. It's a waste of time. We don't get paid for that appointment time. It makes the patient have to come back again. So determining whether that patient who requires antibiotic cover, whether they've taken that medication or not early in the day is far better. And so getting the receptionist in the morning to ring those patients 
and say, just making sure, Mrs. Smith, you have your script already filled out and you're all prepared. You know what dose to take in preparation for your appointment time today. You need to take it an hour before, so take it at 10 o'clock in preparation for your appointment time at 11 o'clock. Another thing that you can identify as a requirement for the day is, are there any anxious patients in? Do you need to make sure that you've got enough Penthrox in stock for your anxious patients? Is the dental team aware to offer this patient the stress ball, to offer this patient the noise-cancelling headphones because that's what they like and that's what helps them through their appointment times? So making sure that you've got all the other stuff necessary in the treatment of your patients ready and raring to go for their appointment time. And so this is where you customise it to your own practice, such as if you've got the Invisalign in, have we got the Botox ready? So whatever the requirements of the patients today is, have it be discussed at the start of your day in the morning huddle so you're all prepared for the day. The third stage of the morning huddle is what I call planning today. And what planning today is all about is let's preempt the things that normally throw a spanner in the works of a good working day, let's preempt all of that stuff and get some decisions made around it now rather than at the time. One of those things is where can emergencies be scheduled? Now, some practices have emergency times put aside already, so they're already sitting there waiting. Some practices have emergency sessions put aside, but maybe they've been taken up for the day. Other practices don't have emergency times put aside. And as a receptionist, which is what I've done for many, many years of my life, when you have a legitimate emergency, they're a regular patient, they need to be seen, you put them in where you presume is the best space. And then you put your hands together and you say a silent prayer. I hope I've put them in a good spot. <laughs> a spot where the dental team are going to be okay with me for putting them in there, squeezing that patient in. Because when you go into the dental room and you say, I've just squeezed a patient in here, quite often you get daggers back and you go, oh my God, I hate doing that. So let's get rid of that as an issue and let's determine, get the dentist and the nurse in that surgery to determine if an emergency called today and we needed to see them, when shall we give the receptionist permission to put them in and everyone's happy with that result. So find that out at the very start. You may not need that time. It's not for a recall. It's not for a filling. It's for a legitimate emergency and then that receptionist have, has lovely permission to go ahead and book that patient in then. It lends itself to much more harmonious teamwork and the clinical team have control over their day, more control than if someone was just thrown in at a spot where you think, gosh, that was the worst spot you could have chosen. <laughs> let's stop trying to read each other's minds and let's actually state that at the very start of the day. Another question that's to be raised during the planning today section of the morning huddle is, have all of the patients been confirmed? This is one that you know, we're all getting into the habit of being reminded, this is when you're coming to the restaurant, this is when you have your hairdressing appointment time, your GP appointment time. And so people are being trained into being confirmed. Whether we like it or not, people turn up more often to their appointment times when there's a confirmation process in place. So have all the patients been confirmed? If they haven't, that's the number one thing to do as a receptionist when you go back out onto the desk after the morning huddle. 
Another thing to look for in the planning today section, part of the morning huddle, is to assess for any appointment times where you may be running late or may be running early. This helps for more stress-free running of the day. If you think, doctor, that you're going to be running a bit late for Sally, your 10 o'clock patient, why don't I call your 11 o'clock patient and just prepare them? We may be running a few minutes late. Is that going to throw a spanner in the works of your day or is that going to be okay? We're likely to see you on time, but there's a chance that we'll be a little bit late. Or, yeah, you can actually get that patient to come in 15 minutes later because I'm pretty sure I will be running late. <laughs> so get that next patient to come in a little bit later. Then we're not keeping them waiting in the waiting room, getting frustrated for those 15 minutes. And so assessing the length of appointment time for your patients for the day at the start of the day will lend itself to more stress-free management of the day. The fourth section of the morning huddle is the coming schedule. So in coming schedule, this is where if you are a practice that does pre-blocking of your appointment book. So you may have a high production block coming up that you're looking to fill. And I'm certainly not saying that because we've highlighted that in the morning huddle, you have to just find a crown when there's not a crown to be found in one of your patients today. That's absolutely not the case. But what has been my experience working in dental teams is that when we focus on something, it's just magical how it appears. And you go, this is our next high production block. It's in a week's time. It's for two hours. So we want to focus on that and then you just watch how the universe will deliver a patient <laughs> and all of a sudden they've broken a tooth in half and you go, you know what, pretty lucky we can slot you right in in a week's time at in that next appointment time that we've got available for you. So the coming schedule could be identifying the bookings that you need moving forward to make sure that you're meeting certain financial targets for the month. Another element to the coming schedule is let's assess the patients on the cancellation list. Now, I say this because when a patient normally goes on a cancellation list, the only person that really knows about that under normal circumstances is the receptionist. However, the dentist who is treating that patient has a world of information in their brain that they may say, gosh, that patient... That's like ultra high priority on the cancellation list. They're the first one that needs to have an appointment time. Maybe they're in the middle of root canal therapy. Maybe they had a very large filling last time and now they've got a bit of a niggling tooth and you really want to get onto it straight away. So if the dentist has the opportunity to see who's on the cancellation list, they can make sure that everyone's being seen in a timely fashion. That patient, we really need to make sure that they come in Let's see what we can do to create a space for them. And so I think that the cancellation list should always be something that the dentist is aware of who is residing on that list. Part of the coming schedule too, you can just you can have a quick glance at all the coming appointment times that are coming up over the days ahead and little things may jump out. Actually, that patient's already had that splint issue. They just came in and picked it up. We don't need that appointment time. Oh, look, there's an appointment time for removal of sutures for that extraction patient, but I actually placed resolvable sutures in that patient. We don't need that appointment time after all. And so that coming schedule question mark of let's have a quick glance over coming days very helpful when it comes to making sure our schedules are as efficiently and productively run as possible. And the final section 
for the morning huddle, the fifth area, is the focus on. <laughs> and what the focus on section of the morning huddle is, it's such a beautifully useful part of the morning huddle. It could be that you're focusing on booking that next high production appointment time. Or it could be, remember, we discussed how one of our focuses for team building is not to gossip so much. So remember, that's a focus on area for this week, for this fortnight, for this month. It could be we've got a brand new system now of handing to patients pre-extraction instructions for any extractions that are booked in. Remember, that's a new system now. Whenever we bring in something new, whenever we want someone to start behaving in a different way, whenever we want to move towards a different space, we need the reminders. Our natural space is to put us back in default patterns, back into what was habit, back into the stuff that doesn't require a lot of thought, the same old, same old Groundhog Day stuff. And when we're trying to introduce something new, we all need the reminders. It removes all of the frustration that a lot of us have when we're trying to teach people to do things in a new way. Maybe a focus could be, remember we want to get some more testimonials on Google reviews, not that that's allowed. <laughs> remember we want to, a wonderful focus on area is, remember we want to start doing the lunch and learns with Julie Parker, Practice Success, the club membership. <laughs> and remember, everyone, have a quick look through the library of topics and pick one that we're going to be doing at that Lunch and Learn. So anything that requires some regular prompting to make sure action happens, to make sure you can get that thing incorporated as the norm within your practice, use the morning huddle for it. There will be some things that you need to focus on just for one week. Just one week of reminders. It's maybe a daily thing that gets done and after being reminded every day of the daily thing, it becomes part of your routine. Other things, it may happen less regularly or it might take a little bit more time to adopt as a new habit. So the focus could be something that's actually residing there and, being remind and everyone's being reminded about for a whole month, three months, who knows? If it's a team culture thing. If you're really trying to shift from a very negative, dysfunctional team culture to a new one, there'll be different facets, different elements that you focus on each week to try to shift gradually everyone's behavior to something that everyone finds a lot more caring and a lot more enjoyable. So use the focus on section of your morning huddle really powerfully. It's such a tremendous thing. Just recently, one of our clients had the concern that the tasks to do in spare time never gets addressed. Yet there are things on that spare time list that really do need to be addressed at some point, <laughs> not just once a year. <laughs> and so bring it into one of the focus on. One of the spare time list items is to get all of the OPGs in the practice filed away properly. So can we focus on that task this week, that at some point just that one task is going to get done? And it reminds everybody that those tasks on that list are important. And it's about making sure you're creating the environment for these things to get done. You're creating the environment that people need in order to adopt a new way, a new habit, a new attitude, a new behavior. And so there are the five elements that I utilize in the morning huddle. As I say, if you would like to use the JPPS Morning Huddle, go to the juliepackerpracticesuccess.com website. 
Go to free resources and it's sitting right there for you to download. You can download it and laminate it, ticking things off as you go through it. Or a way that I've seen work very, very well is that everyone actually still has printed day sheets. The printed day sheet gets brought to the morning huddle by the nurse. As the dentist moves through everything, they're making notations. The receptionist has her printed day sheet, little things that she needs to follow up on, gets circled so she can go out there and do that straight away as well. So I find that's an effective way of doing it. If you're doing the morning huddles and see no value in them, I urge you to persist because they have such a powerful impact on practices that do have them as part of what they do. It just needs to be implemented for a bit longer for you to be able to see the value in them. There are some practices where there are different starting times for each of the surgeries and morning huddles can still be done. It's just the receptionist that needs to be present for each of them because there's stuff that she might need to follow up on. But under normal circumstances, the nurse for the 8 o'clock starting dentist doesn't need to know what's going on for the nurse that's nursing for the 9 o'clock starting dentist. If I've confused you, I've confused myself. So different starting times doesn't need to be a reason to not do morning huddles. It takes only 15 minutes and it has such high value that the receptionist should be able to devote that time to each of those morning huddles as people start at their staggered times throughout the day. So I wish you all the very best of good luck with your morning huddles. If you have any questions, always email me, call me anytime. It is one of those steps that I am an enormous advocate for because I see the impact of it and one of the strongest ones is the focus on area. How often do we have our team meetings? Identify a couple of things that are really important to do and then the next team meeting comes around and we haven't done anything about it. <laughs> Pop it in the focus on area. Make sure you maintain importance and urgency over the stuff that you want to get done Morning huddles help align all of your intentions for the day. The team feel like they're working as one. It trains great habits. Everyone's turning up to work on time and with positive energy so we can get the day started off really well. Good luck with it. If you are enjoying this podcast, it would be great if you could leave a five-star review. Let me know if there's any topics that you'd like me to cover, any people you would like me to interview. We've got some great interviews coming up. We've already had some great interviews in the past as well. I am wanting to share some stories about people who have had particular success, particular happiness in their careers as practitioners or support staff for practitioners. So if you've got a story to tell, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it and have you on an episode. Remember, it's not just you that learns from your experiences in your career. We can all have the chance to learn from what other people have moved through within their profession. So I would love to hear from you. But for now, I bid you farewell. I hope you have a groovy week. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, you should join the club. The club members receive an online lunch and learn every week where I share insights, systems and strategies to improve the success of your practice. These lunch and learns could not be easier. They are recording so you can watch them at a time that suit you. Members also have full access to the library of all of our past topics. The price is just $199 per month. 
and it is a powerful and effective way to upskill your team. I hope to see you there.